Hello, and welcome to Ramblings with a Medical Historian. I'm your host, Nicole Curry, and this is a podcast where I ramble on about medical history. I look at strange practices, common misconceptions, and medicine throughout history. I also talk about some interesting Canadian and local history. This is Season 2, Episode 3. Today we're going to take a small break from talking about the residential schools. I'm going to bring you back to my second year in university and to a question I had a long time ago. Is ancient Egyptian medicine primitive? In response, I wrote an examination of the Egyptian medical papyri. Let's delve in, shall we? Hippocrates, a Greek doctor, circa 460 BCE, is well known for either the Hippocratic Oath or as being the father of medicine. Yet earlier medicine is often overlooked, like that of the Egyptians. Ancient Egyptian medicine was written down on papyrus, some of which still survive to this day. There are several medical papyri that have been found ranging from 1900 BCE to 1550 BCE. The most famous of these papyri are the Ebers Papyrus and the Edwin Smith Papyrus. When historians discuss ancient Egyptian medicine, they often refer to it as primitive. However, by examining the medical papyri, the medicine does not appear to be primitive and should not be considered as such. We will examine the two main medical papyri, the relationship between religion and medicine, and why these medical papyri are seen as primitive, and why they are overlooked. So, why are they seen as primitive? Well, let's look at what the definition of primitive actually is. It's defined as of belonging to or seeming to come from an early time in the very ancient past, or not having a written language, advanced technology, etc., or very simple and basic, made or done in a way that is not modern and that does not show much skill. The papyri may be from the very ancient past, depending on your definition of very ancient past, as it is not an exact time frame. They obviously have written language since we are examining their written records. Now, is it very simple and basic? It's not modern, but let's see how much skill there is. The Egyptian medical papyri are often seen as primitive because of their religious aspects. One article from the British Medical Journal reads, An ancient Egyptian pharmacy has two foundations, empiricism and superstition. The fact that they refer to ancient Egyptian pharmacy as having a foundation of superstition, not religion, supports the idea that the religious-slash-magical aspects of the papyri are what lead people to see them as primitive. But one thing that you must always remember is that in the past, religion was tied to basically every facet of life. So just because something has religious aspects does not alter its significance. 
And to many early cultures, superstition, the magical, and religion are all tied as one. Logan Clendenning writes thus, The Ebers Papyrus represents both the magical and the empirical forms of primitive medicine. Clendenning makes no illusions about his views on the Ebers Papyrus and probably the other medical papyri as well. There are those that see Egyptian medicine as primitive, a type of priestly medicine, yet they do praise Egyptians in some respects. They appreciate their bandaging, use of cupping, removal of bladder stones, and amputations. They also say that Egyptians had a good knowledge of pharmaceuticals, drugs, which is clear when one examines the Ebers papyrus and sees that the bulk of it is pharmaceutical. The Egyptians were advanced in the field of surgery. They understood the difference between a tubercular abscess and a septic one. Although Hippocrates is still seen as the father of medicine and seen as being the first to separate medicine from philosophy, creating rational medicine. In the same text, they say that Greek medicine in certain aspects is really not all that different from Egyptian medicine. The contents of the Ebers papyrus, not including the incantations, suggest highly specialized therapeutics. It has been suggested that even Hippocrates owes some of his knowledge to Egypt. Homer acknowledged the skill of Egyptian physicians and brought this knowledge back to Greece. Now let's examine these medical papyri. We will be looking at two medical papyri today. So let's start with the Edwin Smith papyrus or the Edwin Smith surgical papyrus. It is a surgical treatise dated circa 1650 to 1550 BCE. Edwin Smith acquired the papyrus in 1862 CE and dedicated his time to translating the hieratic script. The surgical treatise examines cases concerning the head, of which there are 27 cases, the throat and neck, of which there are 6, the clavicle, 2, the humerus, 3, the sternum, 8, shoulders, 1, and the spinal column, 1 case. For the cases concerning the head, the treatise examines how to treat a wound in the head that is penetrating to the bone, splitting the skull, perforating the skull, and a rupture of the meningeal membranes. Also, a broken nose, wounds to the forehead or temple, fractured or dislocated mandible, and cervical vertebrae damage. The manner in which the treatise is organized is very easy to use. For each case, there is a title. Instructions concerning a break in the column of his nose. An examination that describes what a physician should be looking for before diagnosing a patient. The next step is the diagnosis. Thou shouldest say concerning him, one having a break in the column of his nose, an ailment which I will treat. The final step is treatment. The treatise explains the immediate treatment given to the patient. However, post-operative care is not mentioned. 
For each case, there is also a glossary explaining the various medical terms. Of these 40 cases in the treatise, only 10 cannot be treated. Six of the cases are head injuries, which were most likely fatal and would be difficult to treat even today. One is a mandibular fracture. Another, which is a cervical vertebral dislocation, a cervical burst fracture where the cervical vertebrae are crushed, a compound fracture of the humerus, and an open comminuted rib fracture. These are even tricky to treat nowadays. The Ebers papyrus dated 1550 to 1500 BCE was acquired by George Ebers in 1872 CE. It is the largest of the medical papyri and some of the passages are said to be copied from other documents dating to the 12th and 13th dynasties. It is compiled from several sources and it covers everything from diseases of the whole head and hair, torso, digestive system, bladder, sores, and burns. The Everest papyrus consists mainly of prescription remedies, such as to kill roundworm, root of pomegranate, five row, water, ten row, remains during the night in the dew, is strained and taken in one day. Ro, or R-O, is an Egyptian unit of measurement referring to volume. The remedies in the Ebers papyrus are mixed with several incantations. The papyrus even begins with an incantation that the physician was to read. Now let's look at this relationship between religion and medicine. Religion and medicine, and even magic, have worked together to ease suffering. The incantation at the beginning of the Ebers papyrus reads... I came forth from Heliopolis with priest of Hetat, the lords of defense, the kings of eternity and of protection. I came forth from Sais, the maternal goddess who grant me protection. Words were given me by the lord of the universe, wherewith to drive away the infections of all the gods and deadly diseases of every sort. I belong to Ray, who says, I, it is who will protect him from his enemies, his guide thought, who caused the writing to speak. He makes medical compendium, he gives useful knowledge to the knowledgeable, the physicians who are behind him in order to deliver, the patient about whom a god desires him to keep him alive. I am he of whom a god desires to keep you alive, shall be pronounced during the applying of a medicament to some body part of a man who is ill. The Ebers papyrus is seen as medical and magical, whereas the Smith papyrus is seen as surgical and rational. The inclusion of the magical and or religious aspects in the Ebers papyrus highlights the importance of the two aspects in Egyptian society. The doctors are sometimes seen as priest physicians. They had to maintain a spiritual character. There was the medical treatment by the physicians, the spiritual treatment by the priests, and the magical treatment by the sorcerer. However, when one examines the Ebers papyrus, it seems that the physician had to take on all three roles. 
The incantations seemed like they were meant to be read by the physician, as there was no special call for a priest. They had to be both priest and sorcerer, as well as their primary role of physician. Since religion was such an important part of Egyptian society, it would be logical for a physician to take on the religious aspects of healing rather than having a priest attempt to treat the patient with the physician. Imhotep was a priest and architect. He is also one of the earliest known Egyptian physicians. As an architect, he saw many men wounded as building sites. Imhotep eventually became so renowned as a physician that he was declared a god and worshipped. So why are the medical papyri often overlooked? A possible reason for the medical papyri being overlooked is because most of them were not found until the late 19th century. The Ebers papyrus was discovered in 1872 and translated into German and it took half a century to be translated into English. The Edwin Smith Papyrus was discovered in 1862, and Edwin Smith took several years to complete his translations. The works of Hippocrates were not lost to time. They were and are still studied. Homer's comment on Egyptian medicine suggests that the Greeks had a respect for their medicine. However, studying the actual Egyptian medical treatises demonstrates that Egyptian medicine was advanced. The Egyptian medical papyri, having only been discovered, translated, and studied since 1862, has not allowed them to be compared to the works of Hippocrates, who has been highly regarded for 2,000 years. Also, the religious and magical aspects that led people to see the papyri as primitive has most likely also contributed to them being overlooked. So, in conclusion... Ancient Egyptian medicine should not be considered primitive, as can be seen in the medical papyri. The Edwin Smith surgical papyrus is unfortunately incomplete. However, its contents show an advanced medicine. There are still cases that we cannot treat today, and even though they could not treat or more accurately save the patient, they still treated them so that the patients were more comfortable. The accounts in the Ebers Papyrus, even if they do have a stronger religious influence, show that the Egyptians had a good knowledge of pharmaceuticals and how to prepare them. The papyrus even shows that the Egyptians were worrying about aging problems, such as grey hair and beauty just as we do today. With the knowledge that we are still gaining about Egyptian medicine, it has forced some to reconsider Hippocrates as the father of medicine. Perhaps this is true that the title of Father of Medicine should be reconsidered. However, the more important matter is to show the importance of the Egyptian medical papyri and to get away from the term primitive. Yes, it is true that the Ebers papyrus has incantations and spells, yet that does not take away from the medicine. There have been many works throughout history that have had a lot of religious influence, and yet they are not seen as primitive. In future, I plan to more closely examine both the medical papyri so that I can share with you the di different treatments. But for now, I hope you have enjoyed this topic.
You can find more information about me and the podcast on my new website that I've just launched. The link is in the episode description. You can find all the sources that I have used for this episode on the website and much more. You can contact me at Ramblings with a Medical Historian on Facebook and Instagram or by email to ramblings.mh at gmail.com. Please check out my new site. You can find the form where you can input your topic suggestions if you have any. That is all for now. I hope you keep listening and remember, keep rambling on.